welcome back to another mini cast episode of Have a Seat Conversations with Women in the Workplace podcast. I am your host, Deborah. And once again, thank you for joining me. I hope that you are listening to this snuggled up and staying warm if it is cold where you are. I understand that it's not winter for everybody right now, but if you're like me uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, it is on the chilly side. So I hope you're staying safe out there, staying warm. And uh, welcome back to another show. Those of you that might be new to my show, I am a primarily interview style show where I sit down with women week after week to hear their career journeys and have them share their stories and their expertise with me and you. But occasionally I will grab the mic and share my own story and my own personal journey or topics of interest that happen to float by me in the past month or couple of weeks. So I grab the mic and do what I like to call mini casts, which are basically this. They are solo episodes where I do not sit down with a guest. The guest, I guess you could say, is me. And uh, I grab the mic and I steal a few minutes of your time. So this is what this is. It is a mini cast. It is actually a part two to the mini cast that I did just before this, which talked about how I stay organized as a remote EA. And, um, I went off on a little bit of a remote work tangent, and as I always do with my solo episodes, I I wound around. It was not a straight narrow from A to B. I like got off the on-ramp, took a detour, went and saw the world's biggest ball of yarn, and then came back on the freeway. So um, if you know me, that's my style. I'm sorry. It's really hard for me to stick to a topic because I constantly have squirrel moments. But in the interest of time and in the interest of of being respectful of your listeners, I will try to stick to the topic this time and keep this short and sweet. So what I wanted to do is a part two to that episode. Um, I will link part one for you who might have missed it or who want to just, you know, hear it again uh, in the show notes. Uh, But um, I want to do a part two because I realized after I hopped off the mic that I didn't really talk about the tools I use, right? And that would be really helpful. I know if I were, when I listened back and if I were you listening, I'd be like, that's interesting, that's fascinating, but what do you do? What do you use, right? So let's get down to like the nitty gritty just a little bit. So I just want to steal a few minutes and add on to that show, if you will, just a few minutes here. So as some of you may not have listened to the first part, so the second part, I'll just quickly recap. I transitioned to a 100% fully remote executive assistant role in December of 2021. And so this December of 2022 marks my 12 year uh, full circle, right? I've been doing it officially for a full year. And I just wanted to hop on the mic and share with you a little bit about what I have learned as a remote employee, especially as a remote EA, Um, because remote work is so personal. It looks different for everybody. So this is just my personal journey. Yours may look different. Um, So I realized also um, that I didn't, uh, uh, let me, as as to explain why I'm doing a part two for those of you, again, who may just be tuning into this episode, um, I wanted to touch on some of the tools I use in addition to how I stay organized because any sane person would put those two together. But as I mentioned, I went off topic and sort of quote, ran out of time. So now I'm doing this part two to go into the actual tools I use. I did mention some of them to be fair, but I just kind of wanted to reiterate a bit. So this is what this episode is about. The tools I use in my role as an executive assistant being 100% remote, no hybrid, 
I am 100% remote. So let me just start really quickly from the beginning. When I accepted this position and went through all the like new hire quote paperwork, a part of that process was having my organization. I work for an online university. They sent me my equipment. So what I was sent, it's, it's, um, university issued. Okay. Uh, I was given the choice between, uh, laptops, between a PC or a Mac. I, in my personal life, am a Mac girl. I have a MacBook and an iPhone. So naturally I said Mac, um, which is all well and good. I love my MacBook pro. It's beautiful, but honestly, and I think I actually said this to the VPA support. If I just would have stopped for two seconds and thought about it, I would have said, wait a minute, what does my VP use? And I think I knew he was PC. I knew that. And I should have mimicked that. Looking back, if I had to do it over, I would have just gone and, and I would have just gone the PC route only because he uses it. And so our interfaces would have matched more. A Mac interface doesn't necessarily match a PC interface. And so sometimes we've hit little like I call them minor bumps in the road where it's like oh that doesn't look like it does for you for me right and I looking back I wish I would have just remedied that so just just a sidebar to that just something to consider um, if you are in an administrative support role and will be supporting an individual or a team my advice would be to just use what they use just to make it all easier and for it all to flow um, because sidebar also sidebar, sidebar, as I was onboarding, I was partnered with a magnificent executive assistant who was supporting my VP. She was supporting his boss. And so she naturally was supporting him for a minute until I was hired. So she onboarded me and she also was on a PC. So you know what that's like when you, when another EA onboards another EA, there's a whole lot of screen sharing going on. But if I had a nickel for every time I ha we had to say to each other, oh, that looks different. Oh, that looks different. That interface doesn't look like mine. Okay, where would this be on a Mac? Where would this be located on a Mac? How do you install this on a Mac? Like, ah, I could have taken us both out to dinner. So again, if I had to offer anyone any advice, if, if, it's up to you. If you have a say, I would recommend mimicking or getting what your team or the individuals you're going to be supporting have, because then it just makes, you know, your training, your onboarding, your transitioning. And then as you get up to speed, your daily, you know, your daily work life, just a tad bit easier because at least your interface matches theirs. Okay. So back to the story. Thank you for that message from our sponsors. Um, so I have a MacBook. I was sent a brand new MacBook, which is lovely. I love it. It has all the bells and whistles. I was sent a keyboard, a wireless keyboard, a wireless mouse. Um, I was also sent a beautiful ViewSonic. I don't know the inches. I want to say maybe 27. It's very large and it's beautiful. Uh, monitor. Now, I, 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 I funny, I, like they sent it to me and I was like, oh, that's so cute. They sent me a monitor a monitor, right? Anyone who is anyone in, in administrative support roles specifically knows the value of two monitors, right? I haven't worked on a single monitor <laughs> since the nineties, right? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I was like, oh, that's adorable. So, um, I, I, I have my laptop up and open. So I do use that monitor as my second monitor. So I have the ViewSonic 27 inch as well as my laptop monitor side by side on my desk. Now my desk. Yes, I work at a desk at home. No 
trolls. I don't work in my pajamas with slippers on, on my couch or from my bed. Sorry to disappoint you haters, but I don't. I, my husband and I went out and bought myself. I went to like an office supply store, furniture, office furniture supply store here in town, secondhand, right? Those like refurbished ones or like, Hey, this is where all the cool offices dump the shit they don't want. Right. And we found a really gently used cubicle. Like it's literally everybody laughs when they walk into my home office or like, is that seriously a cubicle? Like that's a real, like, yeah, it's a real cubicle with like the soft walls, you know, that like those half walls, um, it's L shaped like a baby L it's not really big. It's small, but it's a baby L shaped. And it actually, you guys has like three file drawers that attach to it underneath, like in the leg space. It's not filled with anything like work really. I mean, it's like office supplies, right? I mean, I don't have any files in there because, and I, as I alluded to in my, as I talked about in my, in the part one to this show, I, everything is e-file, right? Everything. Like, so I don't have any hard copy files, but I keep all my office supplies in there, which is cool. Um, so yes, I have an actual working desk. So I have a laptop, a MacBook that was sent to me, company issued. I have a monitor company issued. I have a wireless keyboard, a wireless mouse. And they also sent me an incredible Swiss Army backpack. It's incredible. It is. It's beautiful because I don't know if you caught it at the beginning of the show. I'm a remote employee and remote means sometimes taking shit with you as you go like on the road. <laughs> That's right. So I have this beautiful backpack that is insulated, protects all the things. It's wonderful. Um, so there you go. That was sent to me. Um, I also am on my own. I have a mouse, an ergonomic mouse that I have had for years. I love this thing. It's Logitech. They do, they, they, it's like the first generation, right? They have so many more like iterations of this mouse, but this is the original. I love it to pieces. Um, and I carry it with me to every position I've ever had. I always bring my own mouse. So this is my own mouse. Even though they did send me one, I have a company issued one. This is ergonomic and I love it. I love it. And um, so that's my own. And then what is also my own is I have an external actually Mac keyboard. So I don't use the keyboard on the laptop. I have an external Mac keyboard that just is mine personally. So I have that plugged into my laptop. So that is, so I have a standalone keyboard. Why am I not using the one that they sent me? Because that one is um, a a PC keyboard, for lack of a better word. It's like a Logitech keyboard. Um, and so a lot of the shortcut keys and commands, um, my brain doesn't register and translate that fast enough to, uh, like, it's just very, like, if I was on a PC, I'd be using their keyboard because I think the command keys and the shortcut keys would work. But on a Mac, the shortcut keys and the command keys and everything's just a slightly different. So I, I wanted, I'm just more familiar with my Mac keyboard, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be like hindered by using the laptop keyboard. So I have my own personal external Mac keyboard. So that is mine. And then the only other thing that is mine is I have a camera because everybody who's anybody knows that the cameras that come with MacBooks are crap. So I have an external camera that I have at the moment. I'm not using it because it keeps falling off of my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to find a way to like get it to stay. So I, in frustration last week, I 
grabbed it and threw it off, but I, it's going to get back up there. I, I, I'm going to get it back up there, but yes, I have it. It's, it's laying, it's laying next to me on my desk. I just got to get it back up there. So I am using my FaceTime camera, um, on my, or I'm sorry, the built-in internal camera on my MacBook, but I do have an external camera. So that's my hardware. Like they also sent me all the cabling and all the like, you know, adapters and all that fun stuff. So they really hooked me up. Oh, last thing I have a headphone over the ear headphone with a built-in mic that they sent me again, company issued beautiful. It's by Jabra. Um, works great. It syncs beautifully. People can hear me. The microphone is gorgeous. It's great. Um, so there you have it. So that's sort of my hardware setup. That's what I use. That's what I have. Um, and then in terms of software, Oh, I do have a printer, as I mentioned, but it's my own personal, like it's our house printer, but I don't ever print. So, but it's here. And so it's, it's just a small little black and white HP workhorse. This thing is gold. We do a lot of printing here at the house or my husband does for his side hustle. So, um, yeah, so that it's there again. It's just our own personal one. I don't really use it for work, but it's there in case I do need it. So, um, and then, of course, like I have all my office supplies and like my pens and my uh, file, like I have like a little desktop stuff, you know, whatever. So that's my makeup. And so, yes, I have a space in my home dedicated. It is my office space. I walk in to start my day and I leave. And at the end of my day, I don't spend time in here unless I'm working or recording a podcast. So, yes, this does double as my podcast studio. But outside of that, I am not in here. I definitely have like this is my workspace as soon as I leave this room for the day, I'm done. I literally left work. I think it's important. Quite honestly, I don't know how people work from the couch because I, or living room or whatever bedroom, because I wouldn't want the two to blend. I don't want to work, walk into my living room and be thinking that this is also my workspace. I chose to have a dedicated workspace and I understand that might not be the case for everybody. So you know, I'm going to back it up here and apologize if you do work remotely and that is your only option is to blend the two. That's totally fine and understandable. I just am lucky enough that I have a third bedroom that I could dedicate just to a work space. And even if that isn't the case for you, even if you're like, well, I don't have a space. I just have to go wherever. I hope you dedicate a section of your house or wherever it is that you work. If you work from, from your island, then don't hang out at your island. Like really like off hours, if you can help it, like try to in any way, shape or form, whatever that looks like for you, create some sort of boundary because the last thing you need is to be reminded of work on the weekends or on the holidays. Like that is your personal space. And if you can find a way to differentiate the two, I'm all about it. But again, do what you need to do and whatever works best for you. Okay, so transitioning quickly into software that I use. Um, so as I mentioned in part one of the show, I am primarily, everything I use is primarily web-based and the organization, the university I work for is Team Microsoft. So everything I use is from the Microsoft brand of products. It's from Microsoft family. We use Outlook. Everything I do, again, is web-based. So I go through, I think it's Microsoft Edge. So I open up Edge. And I use, like I open up, um, for email management, we have Outlook, uh, for file management, I use OneDrive for my personal files. I also use OneDrive, um, for gosh, um, I, it's like for my notebook, 
I guess, sorry, my mind just went bye-bye for a second. My personal notebook, I use OneNote. And it's beautiful because OneNote syncs so nicely with my Outlook email. I can send emails to OneNote to help me in my organization. So um, as I take notes on something with one-on-ones with my VP, if I have to reference an email during a meeting or during a one-on-one with him, I can link, I can actually grab a, a link of the email and attend put it, drop it into my one, um, into my notes in OneNote, and then it's there. And I can just click the link and just reference the email right away beautifully. So again, many of you probably already do this. So I'm probably preaching to the choir, but if you don't, that's a really nifty trick. Um, let me just preface this by saying I was a Google enterprise like for years. And then, so when I came to this university and had to get back into team Microsoft, I, there were so many like updates and changes. So I kind of feel like a kid in a candy store. I'm discovering things for the first time, which many of you are probably like, well, duh, I've been doing that for years. But for me, I just discovered it last December. So, <laughs> so yay. Um, anyway, I love, that's a long way to say, I am team Microsoft. A lot of Microsoft products blend beautifully together. They sync well together. They play well in the sandbox. Um, for our internal communications, we use MS Teams. We use those for our informal video meetings as well, like like you know conference calls and that sort of thing. Anything larger than that, like events or larger meetings, we do use WebEx. So we also have WebEx as an option. Um, let's see. So email. OneNote, OneDrive, Teams, um, gosh, those are the main tool, WebEx, um, I think those are like the main tools that I use. Gosh, if I'm forgetting something, you guys ping me, let me know and ask me and I'll let you know if we use it or not. But anything under that Microsoft umbrella, we have access. Oh, SharePoint is what we use for to build our internal websites. And um, a lot of our internal communications is, is stems from that as well, like um, department newsletters and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all Microsoft products all day, every day. Uh, I am primarily web-based. So the only two applications I open on my laptop are um, Edge to access all, all things Microsoft, my OneNote, my Outlook, my Outlook calendar, all of that. And um, Teams. I actually don't use the online version of Teams unless I have to. I do prefer to open up the app and use the Teams app. So those are the two um, apps that I have running primarily all day, every day. Um, now, in terms of calendar, I am a huge calendar fan. The VP I support, his organizational love language and how he stays on track is through his calendar. And I've sort of adopted the same thing. It wasn't that hard of a leap because I already was like that myself. I love my calendar. I literally have it open all day long. It's how I stay on track. Um, I have my calendar view set to where his day overlaps onto mine. So anything he has going on, it's shows up right there in my day, right along with anything that I have going on. Um, and it works beautifully. That's just how I prefer to view his workday. I tried it the other way where it was like two separate calendars. So I had two tabs. One tab was mine and one tab was his. And I just didn't like having to bounce back and forth between tabs, even though I was primarily on his tab and not mine. Um, 
So I chose to have his overlap onto mine, which works beautifully for me. It helps me stay on track, keeps me, helps me keep on track of where he needs to be, where I needs to be. Um, I also utilize the calendar space for, I put reminders on there for him. If there are emails that he needs to respond to, I will let him know in Teams if it's of an urgent matter, and then I will go in and flag it and let him know that it's flagged. And if it's it's something that he needs to get back with somebody on and there's like a time constraint attached to it, I will literally then create a meeting from that email and pop it on his calendar. And then I will like in caps say for like action item. And then when he goes to open it, it and it's color coded a certain way. So he knows um, that it's not a meeting. It's more of a reminder type of thing. Um, so when he goes to open it in the body of that reminder is the actual email that I was referencing that he needs to, you know, act on or do or, or remind him of or something like that. So that's what, that's how I help him and myself stay organized. And then I'll go back the prior week and see, okay, what did we actually do? What, is there anything on here that needs to be repopulated to the following week? Because I noticed we didn't get to it. Um, that sort of thing. So we, he and I rely heavily in terms of our communication and organization on teams and calendar. Those are our top two. I have to say that's really like 98% of how we go about our day and communicate and stay on top of things and get things done. Um, because we're both, it's just, it's easy. It works brilliantly. Like I said, I can pop things on the calendar right from Outlook. I can populate his calendar with reminders, meetings. Um, I can tag, I can teams him. If I have a quick question, he does the same. It's just, it works great. It works wonderful. So that's how a little bit more, just adding on from the part one, some tools that I use, some, some, and then the way I use those tools. I have to say my OneNote notebook is a godsend. That thing is rock star. I use that a lot and it really does double as, you know, I still have though, I still have my little spiral, my little spiral mini pad and pen because I'm still a fan of writing things down in the moment. Cause sometimes if you're in a quick chat or a meeting, it's just faster just to quickly write it down, but then I will transition it into my OneNote notebook or through Microsoft Outlook, you know, you have that task icon at the bottom, that task app, I'll open that up and I'll assign it to myself as a reminder, or I'll plop it on my calendar as a reminder. So I do still use this spiral mini notebooks and pen. I absolutely do. Um, OneNote has been a lifesaver in helping me stay organized and to formulate lists. Um, the tasks within Outlook I know if you click on that, it opens up to its own, um, tool that has also helped me to keep like grocery list of items that I want to do. But I have to say for the most part, OneNote has really doubled and has taken the place of that mini spiral notebook, pen and paper, because I really treat that as now my virtual pen and paper, because there's so many things you can do with that. You can color code things, you can highlight, you can use different font colors, different icons, different stickers, emojis. You can really make it your own. So it really has become and is slowly taking the place of my hard copy pen and paper. Though I will say my pen and paper will never, ever go away. That will always have a place. That little notebook on my desk will always, always be there because I am quick to grab a pen and jot something down at a moment's notice. Um, but I'm just saying that that then may translate to a task on my calendar, a task on my to-do, or get added to my OneNote notebook for future reference. So 
anyway, gosh, I hope that helps. Like those are just some tools I use. I'm sure many of you use the same and I'm sure we all use them differently. There is no wrong way to use something. There is no right way to use something. It's just how you see fit and what works best for you and in what you do in your role. Um, but I'm always open to learning more. So I, I know, I openly admit, I don't know everything. And anytime I get an opportunity to attend a how-to class or a, hey, here's some tips and tricks on how to calendar better or how to use Outlook better or whatever, I'm always for it because it, you know, let's face it, technology is changing all the time and um, it, we can always use t- tips and tricks and know-hows. So anyway, just wanted to share with you that was just a bit more tactically what I use. Um, I promised I would do a part two in the part one, so this is that. Um, anyway, I hope you found some value in it. Um, as always, I like to end the show with a quote. So this week's quote is brought to us by Peter Forbes, and it goes like this Stories create community, enable us to see through the eyes of other people, and open us to the claims of others. Love that stories create community. That is absolutely true. And that is what I hope I have created here through my podcast as a community. Um, I know I have a small little have a seat crew out there and I appreciate and love you guys. Thank you. Your feedback and support means the world and you know who you are. And I thank you for that. All right, everybody. Well, as always, that is the end of the show. So thank you for listening and for hanging in there with me. As always, stay safe, be well, and remember, keep having those conversations.